Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Hello. Hello from Conchetta. Guys, we are in the month of what, Conchetta? Um, I think it's November. <laughs> of course it's November. Yes, we're in the month of November. And what do you think November is most famous for? Thanksgiving? Yes, Thanksgiving in the U.S. The only country in the world that celebrates Thanksgiving, by the way. But we'll get into Thanksgiving in a few of later episodes, but not this episode. This episode, I'm going to be talking about something else the entire month of November is officially going to be celebrated it's something new that they've just recently in the last year have decided that the month of november is going to be indigenous people's month what the word do you so say the word indigenous indigenous Say it so I know. Indigenous. Indigenous, right. Okay. Do you know what it means? Do you have any idea? No. Okay, no. I didn't think so, and I don't think a lot of our listeners know what that word means either. So, I'm going to tell you. Indigenous are the first people, indigenous people are the first people to live on a land, any land in the world, Okay. This means that they were the original settlers of that land. The Native Americans, also known as American Indians, are the indigenous peoples and cultures of North America, which includes not just the United States, but it also includes Canada. Okay? So we're really supposed to be, um, I mean, they're really supposed to be called Floridians and we're just people? Well, so right. So each state or each before there were states, there was just regions of the United States. They didn't even have states then. And certain indigenous tribes lived Mm -hmm. in certain parts of the United States. So Mm -hmm. in the area of Florida, where we are now, Mm -hmm. there were certain tribes that lived here. Some of them as long as 12,000 years. Let me say that again, guys. 12,000 years. Nowhere. Before anyone else set foot on this land from another country. That's how long they were here. That's not correct. In the state of Florida. I don't believe it. In the state of Florida. Believe it, girlfriend. I did my research. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be celebrating all month long the indigenous people of the United States, the Native Americans. We're going to be reading children's books by Native American authors some are fiction, some are nonfiction. All of them are fantastic books, some of the best ever, beautifully written, beautifully illustrated, 
Several of them are award-winning Caldecott winners. Great. Very excited about this month. You guys are going to learn a lot. This is a very important culture. Indigenous people around the world are important to know and learn about. So in the last episode, I asked our listeners, and I'm going to ask again, to research the indigenous cultures where you live, whether you live in the U.S., whether you live in Europe, whether you live down in Australia, wherever you live, research the indigenous cultures where you live, contact us, let us know what they are, because we would love to know. And we'll talk about it in the next episode. Okay. Sound good? Because there's thousands, guys. Thousands. Now, in a minute, I'm going to go into the indigenous people of Florida and just tell you a little bit about the indigenous people of Florida. Like, what they were called. What did they eat? What did they do for fun? They eat peaches on islands. (laughs) Peaches! Peaches, like on... What do you think they eat peaches? Like like Animal Crossing? No. No. (laughs) Not... Although maybe some do, but not in Florida. They did not eat peaches. <laughs> so we're going to get into that in, but in a minute. But what do you think? Indigenous Peoples Month. Sleepyhead Stories. Look at this first book. Look at this beautiful book we're going to read today. Read. What's the title? We are water per- protectors. Yes, we are water protectors. We're going to read that in a minute. It has a golden Because a golden medal award, the Caldecott Medal, means it's a very special book. Okay? It means. I'm going to read that in a bit, guys. It means it has a yellow circle on it. Yes. (laughs) All right, after this, we're going to get into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I've done some research. Conchetta helped me a little bit, too. Um, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) She was next to me. She was next to me. Okay, yeah. So, did some research. We found out about the indigenous people of Florida. There were a few, but really, there's one main group that is the indigenous people to Florida. And it's not the Seminole tribe, which many people from Florida will think that it is the Seminole tribe, but it is not, okay? It's named the Appalachee, okay, tribe. And I'm going to get into that in a bit, but first I'm going to tell you a bit about, in general, the indigenous people of the U.S. So there's many well-known tribes in the U.S. for Native Americans like the Cherokee, the Apache, and the Navajo. You might have heard of some of those tribes or very famous tribes. Um, Some of the tribes were nomadic, so that means they moved around and lived in many places, and some were static, so that means they stayed in one place and didn't move. They spoke different languages, as many as 600 different languages in 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 America alone, 600, okay? How many um, languages are there, like, now? Well, they're not all speaking them now. Some still speak their language and some don't. I think it's around several hundred different languages now, but still a lot, okay? They were very, they are very, and they were back then very religious, and their belief system 
was they were very spiritual and it was very important to them. It was it ran their whole life and still to this day runs how they their whole life. Their spirituality is based on the belief that everything living, natural or inanimate has a soul or a spirit. So a living thing has a soul and a spirit, every single living thing, whether it's a person, a dog, a a horse, or a bug, it has a soul and a spirit. Natural, meaning trees, grass, flowers, rivers, have a soul and a spirit. And also inanimate, which means like a mountain, rock, metal, things like that, have a soul and a spirit. That's their belief systems, okay? There today are about 2 million Native Americans in the United States and about 1 million in Canada. And there's about 500 recognized tribes today in the U.S. and Canada. 500 different tribes. It's a lot. I didn't realize there was so many. Music and dance are very important parts of their culture. The songs are sung at important religious ritual ceremonies, but they're also part of their everyday life. They believe that music was the language of the spirits, and that's how they connect with them. I thought that was really cool. We are going to be listening at the end of this episode. If you stay tuned till the end, we'll be listening to some Native American powwow, Seminole tribe music. I believe it's hunting music that they would sing. Okay, so like I said, there was 12,000 years ago, there was a tribe here before anyone else even stepped foot on this area of Florida called the Appalachee, okay? They lived mainly in the Florida Panhandle, which is part of the state that kind of goes long and across. That's where they live. They're now, though, extinct except for maybe just around 300 descendants of the Appalachian tribe live in around the Louisiana area because they were all, they died out and went extinct when the European Spanish um, came over here. They got sick. Some of them were killed in war battles. And so they went extinct, except for just maybe 300. And those few people that did last, they kind of joined in on other tribes and took up, you know, the traditions of the other tribes. So, unfortunately, but that's the name, the Appalachian. That's also the name of the Appalachian Mountains. If you've ever heard of them, it comes from the Appalachian tribe here in Florida. Okay. Things they grew for food is corn, pumpkins, sunflowers. They grew all kinds of nuts. They ate berries. They ate acorns. One of the special foods they grew is called a persimmon. And mommy bought one today or yesterday I'm sorry in the grocery store for us to eat later it's a fruit and it's delicious and it's only comes around this time of year in November Um. it's orange you want to try it later just taste it's really good it's good if you freeze it and you scoop it out like ice cream I've had it before we'll try it they used to grow it Well, it's not a 12,000. Oh, my God. So they also would catch fish and turtles and oysters because here we are, Florida fish. Wait, do they eat? Yeah, they ate turtle. How is that People still eat turtle in Florida today. They call it cooter. off their 
shell. They sometimes cook it in the shell or they take it out of the shell. I know it sounds a little sad because we love the turtles that live next to our but people don't go into the area where we live where there's a national reserve and take the turtle they like have them in a farm but yeah some people do not a lot and of course they hunted deers and bears and all those things too but they were the inventors of the ball game they kicked a, a small ball against a pole and they played these ball games with other tribes and when the Europeans came over they saw them playing these big games and they loved it and they started playing the games and it's kind of what like modern day football or soccer came from from them from the Native American tribe oh my God. isn't that cool so and then the the tribe that most people in Florida know is the Seminole tribe the Seminole Indians they call them the Seminole tribe they actually didn't become a tribe until the 18th century when the Appalachians started to die off. The Seminole came in and kind of, molt, you know, the Appalachians meshed with them and they created this new tribe that's still very strong today. Seminole tribe is still very strong today, but it's like a, it's like a, you know, they meshed with other tribes and created this new tribe. So those are the Seminole that we have here in Florida today. They have a very big presence here in Florida that's the music we're going to listen to in a little bit, too, is from Seminole Tribe, okay? There's also a tribe called the Muskoki in Florida, and that's also like a mesh, but the Appalachian were the first. So there you go, guys. Those are the indigenous tribes of Florida. Again, let us know all about where you are from. And now, Conchetta's going to read. You, you want to read it? We are water protectors? Um, or you want me to read it? You. You want me to read it? Oh, okay. All right, hang in there. We're going to read We Are Water Protectors. Hey, guys. Be sure to stay tuned till after the reading of We Are the Water Protectors to hear a traditional powwow tribal song from the Seminole Indian tribe. We Are Water Protectors, written by Carol Lindstrom, illustrated by Michaela Goad. This is a Caldecott Medal winning book. To Dan and Sam, and to water protectors everywhere, for Mother Earth and all who defend her. Water is the first medicine, Nokomis told me. Nokomis seems to be the little girl's grandmother in the book. We come from water. It nourished us inside our mother's body as it nourishes us here on Mother Earth. Water is sacred, she said. The illustrations in this book are beautiful, guys. Beautiful watercolor paintings. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. Remember how we spoke about earlier how music is so important to them. 
The river's rhythm runs through my veins, runs through my people's veins. Also remember how we spoke about how they believe that nature and living things have souls and spirits. My people talk of a black snake that will destroy the land. Spoil the water, poison plants and animals, wreck everything in its path. When my people first spoke of the black snake, they foretold that it wouldn't come for many, many years. So these were her ancestors that spoke of this before she was born. But now the black snake is here. Its venom burns the land, courses through the water, making it unfit to drink. Take courage. I must keep the black snake away from my villagers' water. I must rally my people together. To stand for the water, to stand for the land, to stand as one against the black snake. They're all holding hands together. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. It will not be easy, she says. We fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. The winged ones, the crawling ones, the four-legged, the two-legged, the plants, trees, rivers, lakes. We are all related. Tears like waterfalls stream down, tracks down my face, tracks down my people's faces. Water has its own spirit, Nokomis told me. Water is alive. Water remembers our ancestors who came before us, she said. We stand with our songs and our drums. We are still here. We are stewards of the earth. Our spirits have not been broken. We are water protectors. We stand. The black snake is in for the fight of its life. And they have everyone in her village and other villages coming together with signs protesting water is life, protect the sacred. And this is the end. 
Now I'm going to read you something briefly from the author, okay? In Ojibwa culture, Ojibwa is a Native American tribe, women are the water protectors and men are the protectors of fire. Perhaps it is for that reason that I felt compelled to speak for the water through this story. Humans have been mistreating Mother Earth for millennia, and indigenous peoples have long acted as stewards of the planet, giving a voice to our silent home. There is a prophecy that speaks of two roads. One road is a natural path. It leads to global peace and unity that embraces the sacred relationship between humanity and all living things. On this path, all orders of creation, mineral, plant, animal, and human are relatives deserving of respect and care. We are instructed to use our voices to speak for those who have not been given a voice. On this path, there is no black snake. The earth is not damaged and the grass grows lush and green. This prophecy, known as the seven fires prophecy, says that if humans choose the natural path, then we will proceed toward peace and unity and a healthy mother earth. The other road is described as a hard surfaced highway where everything moves faster and faster at an unimaginable speed. On this path, humans embrace technological advancement with little regard for Mother Earth. Many native nations believe this path is symbolized by the oil pipelines, the black snakes, that crisscross our lands, bringing destruction and harm. This path leads to a damaged earth. The prophecy is coming to life right before our eyes. This book was created as I became increasingly aware of the many tribal nations that are fighting oil pipelines from crossing their tribal lands and waterways. In April 2016, the Standing Rock Sioux tribe stood up against the titans of industry to protect their region's water and sacred burial grounds from one of these oil pipelines the Dakota Access Pipeline. Although the tribes and residents are often told that these pipelines are safe, there are countless oil leaks every year across the world. These leaks cause tremendous damage and destruction to plants, wildlife, and water. What started out as a camp made up of a few tribal members near the Cannonball River in Fort Yates, North Dakota, would eventually grow into a movement that would bring together more than 500 indigenous nations from all over the world to stand for clean water. Seeing reports of the protests had a profound effect on me. I am a citizen of the Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwa, a tribe also located in North Dakota. While other members of my tribe traveled to Standing Rock to lend their support, Traveling to North Dakota from my home in Maryland wasn't possible for me at the time, but I knew what was, using my voice to tell a story, a story to honor the Standing Rock water protectors and share this historical movement with the world. Sadly, despite the fierce protests, 
construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline moved forward, with no assurances to the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe that the pipeline wouldn't leak and that their water sources would be safe from contamination. Unfortunately, there were leaks in the Dakota Access Pipeline before construction was even complete. Like the Standing Rock Sioux, many tribes and their allies continue to fight pipelines on a daily basis. This is not just a Native American issue. This is a humanitarian issue. It is time that we all become stewards of our planet so we can protect it for our children and our children's children. Water affects and connects us all. We must fight to protect it. I hope that the next generation, you, will continue to see the importance of preserving our precious planet by pledging to be a water protector with me. Carol, she writes, she writes in her native language, which I don't know how to pronounce, and I'm sorry, uh, uh, a goodbye and then writes her name carol okay so there you go guys um oh it's oh here's the pronunciation i'll tell you niji she says your niji which means friend in ojibwa niji how that's so cool and then also nokomis is grandmother which is what i thought it is uh nokomis uh, ojibwa for grandmother okay All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. This was a very beautiful book, and I can see why it was awarded the Caldecott Medal for children's literature. Um, You can read more. There's even more information in the back of this book from the illustrator and other information here. But we will be celebrating Indigenous Peoples Month all month long. I hope you enjoy it Uh, these stories need to be told these are special people and a special culture that needs to be celebrated so much more in the world thank you have a great day or a great night